Hey everyone, and welcome back. This is episode 101 of the At the, At the Coffee Table podcast. Easy for me to say. Uh, I am Jason Klink, your host, my co-host, Bob Kahn. And today you can see we have two familiar faces that are back on the podcast. Uh, Hugh and Jackie Hanks uh, both have been on the podcast. And, uh, or Hugh was on early on in the podcast, and Jackie was part of the, the roundtable edition of, of the podcast. So guys, welcome. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So besides being one of my favorite couples and next door neighbors, uh, I wanted Hugh and Jack, Jackie to come on uh, because of their background in fitness and nutrition. Uh, Jackie is a, a dietitian at one of the local hospitals here in Syracuse. Both Hugh and Jackie are um, fitness enthusiasts and participate in the metabolic gym here locally in Syracuse. Uh, and Jackie got tagged in by, by the gym to do a lot of nutrition training for uh, their membership. Um, and if you if you look up Hugh and Jackie on Instagram and, and look at some of the, first of all, their workouts are insane. But if you look at the workouts, you know, if it's, you can really see a lot of motivation, determination, purpose, and that kind of rolls into why we're here. So we're here because, you know, I, I like to do this podcast at the beginning of every year uh, based on, you know, the whole old adage of New Year's resolutions. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I want to lose 30 pounds in the new year. I want to get back to the gym in the new year. But they never really make it quantifiable or measurable and say, you know, I want to, you know, lose 30 pounds by June so I can fit into my bathing suit again or whatever it might be. Um, so why not bring a couple of the local experts onto the podcast to kind of sort through resolutions and are they fact or fiction and, um, you know, how you can stay determined when it gets to be March and April and you're like tired, you don't want to go to the gym anymore and you don't want to be all prep anymore. And oh, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, Jackie, you, you kind of, you really dove into the nutrition content that, that you're making for metabolic, mm -hmm. um, how did that start in, you know, what is, you know, the basis of the content or, you know, what goes into making that each and every time? Um, yeah. So that was something that uh, as part of working with them as, as an independent contractor was to help with the social media and be kind of the, the face of the program. Um, they had a macro program prior to me. Um, and since it definitely has taken a different change to more so a lifestyle approach to where we're trying to focus on, yes, the program might be a six-week uh, challenge. However, we're looking to extend it beyond the six weeks. So it's part of your life. You're not just losing and gaining the same amount of weight or you're gaining yeah. muscle and then you're plateauing. Um, we're trying to look at, at the long game to where it can be something that you're consistent with. If you took a break from it, you can come back but you're not starting over every time. So it's really focusing on changing behaviors, changing habits, making new routines that are not just going to be for that six weeks or eight weeks or however long you, you stick with it. So I really, I'm excited about the, the avenue or the way that we've shifted with this, the mindset. So a lot of my coaching um, is with that through them. And then also I will do, the Instagram. So trying to really tell people information about protein and the scale and measures beyond the scale. We know we're making progress in the gym, outside of the gym, 
looking at your fixed mindset versus your growth mindset. So it's, it's looking at the person as a whole and trying yeah. to educate not only just the nutrition part of things, but how our behaviors and our mindset can certainly drive the ship as well. Yeah, that's, and I, I think that people kind of miss, miss the whole holistic part of, you know, making that change in your life, making yourself healthier, being more fit, eating right, extending your longevity in life because it's not infinite. Um, and nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so, and Hugh, I think there was a time, wasn't there a time where you, you really kind of waned off of being at the gym all the time and you were working so much and so on. And how difficult was it to get back into it? It was, um, sometimes you need that time away to kind yeah. of appreciate your time there. So it was, um, at first, you know, it started off great because, uh, it gave me some time to heal all my wounds mm -hmm. and stuff. And, but then after a while, you just you start missing the the people and then the the routine. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, with working out, I would only work out on days that I work. So I'm working oh, all the time. Yeah. So I'd be working out all the time. Yeah. So, yep. so just having that break um, was necessary to you know set new goals, mm -hmm. but get but getting back, um, I can get back into a, a proper routine. A routine that I missed. Right. And I, and I think routine is, is big with that. And, and Bob and I actually, we had con connected through a coaching program and routine was a lot of it. And, and Bob and I would um, talk about the importance of a start and end to the day and in, incorporating that self-care and that healthy end of yeah. things. Yeah. When you, when I have, well, I'm working out now on a regular basis. That started out because I thought I had diabetes. I don't, yay. But um, <laughs> the one thing I've never lost is, oh, God, I got to get up and work out. Once I'm working out, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> no part, that's the hardest. Yeah. But I have found in my life, it does become routine. And it's okay if you don't want to work out that day. Your body's not going to go, ah, and and used to be if I if I didn't feel like working out now all of a sudden the next time because I, I, I work out every other day and the other day comes and you go well, what's one more day gonna be and what's one more day <laughs> and what I found is now that I've been doing it consistently day in and day out especially during the holidays um, is that I don't have that I, I still wake up going I don't want to wake up, but I still have no problem getting back in. When you took your break, you did you have a problem getting back into it? Was it hard or was it just natural? Oh, here you're muted. You're muted. All right. All right. So, yeah, funny you say that. Uh, today was actually my first day back. Um, I, I haven't been back since, like, Thanksgiving. So from Thanksgiving to now, I think that's like six weeks or so. I didn't work out. But, yeah, coming back, um, it was exciting, but I was kind of worried because it's high intensity. <laughs> well, and you were coming back from, from an injury, too. Yeah, I was coming back from multiple injuries. Yeah. yeah so and I was and just it, waiting. 
waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> waiting to heal. So, yeah, so I was just waiting for my body to tell me that it was okay. Yeah. But it was okay. You know, so today when I worked out today, I did well. Um, I was like my muscles were a little fatigued and getting fatigued early. But other than that, I was fine. I was just, but I'm still taking it slow. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, that, that's I, the part I forget. I was just going to say, don't start off with the hundred pounds. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just thinking the same thing because I have, I have an issue with my shoulder that I'm not smart enough to stop. I, even though I've been trying to take it easy because I have, inflammation and tendonitis, I guess I've been told between the, the bicep tendon and the, and the pectoral tendon that goes into my shoulder. And it doesn't matter how much I said, how much I thump it out with the massager gun and, and I'll stretch it. it. It's hard. It's hard to get that to build back up because, you know, I can do certain weight in my left arm, but my right is just like, Oh no, you're not doing that today. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Jackie has some remedies. Do I? <laughs> remedies we do now. Um, it, we definitely we call this year Christmas was the year of rehab because we purchased a couple different like hyper ice things, um, our own like home cupping, which I, I love to hate it. I think in the moment it is not my favorite, um, but afterwards I felt a lot better. But we do now trying to really focus on what we can do prior to the gym to really get warmed up. Um, we're going in there cold in the morning and kind of like jumping in for the most part. So trying to do some things before and afterwards to really take care of ourselves and realizing, you know, our mobility needs a little bit of improvement. Uh, we should serve our first round as, as a solid warm up round, especially now, um, because we don't, not that we don't, I mean, we don't want injuries, but we can't afford injuries. We want to be able to yeah. continue to push ourselves and the having to take his time off was eye-opening because I am one to push through. I don't even know what hurts anymore. Sometimes I kind of, I think if something hurts more than my chronic injury, I'll tend to focus on that. But then if something else is different, it's not so bad. So it just like moves around my body. Um, and I don't think I have much of an off switch. Uh, <laughs> you you <laughs> don't say. <laughs> um, so trying to take a step back. Cause I know for me, um, this has become such an important routine for me mentally and physically that, uh, I wouldn't lose motivation through the year, but if I ha got hurt or injured, that could really have some, some pretty rough implications for me. I think mentally more so than even physically. Do you think it's the, the mindset why people give up by like March and April and, you know, think the workout and the routine starts becoming negotiable? I think sometimes people, because it's, it's your reason why. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it just to lose those 20 pounds? Are you doing it because you want to all of a sudden gain 10 pounds of muscle in the shortest amount of time possible? I think looking at it more as a long-term game. Like we said, you're doing this for your life, for your lifestyle, longevity. Thinking about where this is taking you beyond just the first few months. But I think a lot of people will start off the year ready to go with that one goal in mind. The weight loss, fitting in a dress, um, building muscle, but they're not looking at the journey. Um, we talk about like at Metabolic, they'll talk about like riding the wave or something to where you're. it's a process. It's not just where you're at in one moment in time, but enjoying all the steps working up to where you want to be. Uh, people don't always appreciate that. I think they want to just jump right in and, and have everything right away. You snap in six weeks, you got your goal met. 
um, instead of trying to take it day by day with the different things that we do. Consistency, like you said, Bob, being consistent with your routine, adding to it and not always what you can take away. I'm huge with what you can add to your life, not what you can take away during this process. I tell you, we should all invent a diet for the strict purpose of becoming rich. Right. <laughs> I mean, some of those diets, I did Atkins uh, about 20 years ago. It works. But <laughs> it was so new, they didn't know what the long-term effect was. Well, they do now. Right. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's, there's so many things they don't, we've had, um, podcast about that they, don't, that they don't teach in school um health programs in my high school which wasn't yesterday uh <laughs> despite health, your youthful looks <laughs> yes and my premature gray hair yes that's right <laughs> was you know they 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 tried sex but they gave up on that because you know what were we uh 14 and giggling you know and so that should be part of it you know, have six weeks of how to extend your life, how to appreciate your life, how to do what's best in your own best interest. Instead, you know, we all ate sugar pops or sugar flip, you know, which was great at the time. But the results you see later on, and it makes it a lot easier, a lot more difficult at an older at an older age, especially my age. To get in and to to get in. Now I'm not sure that I would have gotten into the working out habit had I not been a little bit fearful. You know, when the doctor says, "Oh, you got a high A1C," which I didn't even know what that was. Um, And for those of you who don't, it means you got diabetes if it's over seven or on the verge of. Um, So we should. Sugar is probably what would you say one of the worst things that people eat. I think it'd be more so the added sugar, but unfortunately, because there's such a fear, and I would say they took a shift from where you said, you know, growing up, you didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge about what would be best for your body, what we should do in moderation. Instead, we took this this shift to fat-free everything, fear of gaining weight, fear of this, fear of that, doing tons of cardio. You know, it, it took a shift because I know growing up in my household, that that was it. Aerobics, you know, low fat this, low fat that. Things taste like cardboard sometimes when you're trying to um, follow a diet. So a lot of people my age grew up with that. And it's very hard for us to not focus on the scale as the, the indicator of our success at the end of the day. Like if we weigh the same... We, we keep our lowest weight, we're doing something. But instead, looking at what we can do if we're trying to lift weights, if we're trying to get stronger, if we're trying to keep up our bone density, that number on the scale isn't going to be as important. And looking at where we can have that moderation, you know, 80, 20, 85, 15, however you want to look at it, that's going to help at the end of the day. But there's so many things out there that are extremes. Um, but I would say added sugar, kind of reeling it back in, is more so something we'd want to look at than m- having people be fearful of bread or fruit or rice or potato, because these are things that we can in- incorporate into our diet that can be beneficial. Um, I'm a certified diabetes care and education specialist as well. Um, so with my work day to day, I work with people who have prediabetes all the way to diabetes, insulin pumps, um, 
uh, complex insulin regimen. So I do try to still preach that similarly with them because what it is is learning, learning about grams of carbs, learning about how to balance them throughout the day because they're going to still do at the end of the day, um, people will do what they want to do. Unless, like you had mentioned, there's that that fear or it becomes bigger. It's, I want to live to see my grandchildren. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to see because we know as diabetes advances, if it is not well controlled, it can affect all of our organ systems. But some people don't see that right away because it's so far in the future. It's not right in front of them. What, I have my what, accountant who died from diabetes or the results of diabetes. I mean, from the first time I met him to 20 years later when he died, I mean, he started getting holes in his body from it eating at him. He could barely walk. And I, it scared me. That as soon as the doctor said, by the way, I went, oh, my God. So it was, <laughs> was not difficult. So you, my mindset changed like that. And before we got on the air, the mindset is part of it. Whether it's working out, Hugh, and 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 desiring to work out, dieting, the problem is, who do you trust? Right. Most people don't know somebody like you. Yeah. I had, this is this is a beautiful thing. I asked my doctor, who spent four years in medical school, four years, you know, I said, okay, what should I eat? And what I can't eat? And he goes, look it up. What? Uh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, Google it. I said, no, 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 no. What'd you skip that class? Oh, yeah. Well, they have one class most of the time, and that is one of the ones that they pushed way back. So I kind of appreciate that he didn't throw out like, oh, we'll just go low carb or just say like cut out this, this, and this. But what would have been really helpful is if he had a dietitian that he could recommend you to see um, as part of his practice. And that is where, you know, me working for the VA. I'm very grateful that they have a, a certified diabetes care and education specialist. They have registered dietitians so that the PAC teams can refer to us for that. As the experts of nutrition, um, they, it makes sense. I wouldn't make recommendations for medications or other treatments. I said, you know, talk to your doctor, but I stay in my lane and definitely want to give them the best care and recommendations working with them. That's thing. I could tell you, oh, we'll do this, 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 and this, but I need to know where you're coming in, what knowledge you have, what you're doing already, what type of triggers you have in terms of food. You know, it, it's it's a whole, again, looking at, at someone as the whole picture and not just, oh, you're, you're di you have diabetes. No, you're not a diabetic. You are a person with diabetes. And that yeah. is important to recognize with anyone you're working with. You know, it's interesting um, I'm old enough to remember the 1950s, and uh, <laughs> we used to get delivered to us, besides the milk, you know, you may still have it up in Syracuse, you get a lot of farms around there, I think, I haven't been there in a while, but we used to have soda delivered the same time from the same company, wow. and it was real sugar, cane sugar. I didn't get fat, and we had probably, I didn't drink it like kids do today with the all the you know the crap but all through the the 50s and into the 60s everything was fresh mm -hmm. before that you know you didn't have a lot of it unless there was some organic reason for being fat obese you didn't have it why because every day the grandma and ma had to go shopping to the, to the there wasn't a grocery store it was this guy that guy this guy 
And I think um, the just the, the government doesn't do enough to stop this stuff. You know, why yeah. why is it that when they came out with the diet sodas, I think Tab was the first one. I don't need, I think they I don't know what they use to make the artificial sugar, but then you have all the one the acetaminophen. Um acetaminophen, that's Pain, yeah, pain what's, the big, what's the big one they use in diet sodas and stuff? Aspartame. Now? Aspartame. They were close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't do any study on it. Oh, that's good. It's going to take care of you. Oh, yeah, by the way, it ends up in your kidneys, your liver, or wherever it goes. It never goes away. Kind of like Advil, yeah. But the studies that are done, unfortunately, it seems to be being done by the companies. Rather oh, yeah. than dependent people saying this is not good for you. Yeah, yeah, some, and, and, it's, and it's and it's it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking I knew a guy a while back that was into he was into bodybuilding, and he used to say I don't put anything in my body if it has th more than three or four ingredients. Mm. And I was like, wow, that must take a lot of label reading. <laughs> um, but Jackie and Hugh, what what are some of like the fad diets fly by night stuff that you've seen that people kind of take a hold of and they really don't do their research and they don't see the results so they stop and they stop everything right right absolutely i i wanted to dive into one thing about like the artificial sweeteners too yeah. the one thing they're doing more definitely more research out there now but there's a lot of fear out there as well so the people that want you to eat more regular sugar will say well if you eat this it's going to give you cancer and you're going to die now, these studies are often done in rats, so we realize that the amount that we would need is different than those. But again, moderation. Do I want all of my my diabetic patients, people, people with diabetes, to have two liters of soda a day if it's diet or not? No. You know, I want you to get a good variety. I want you to drink more water. But if you're going to drink a soda and we're concerned about your weight and we're concerned about your blood sugar, I'm absolutely going to say if you don't like seltzer water, then we'll go with diet soda. But if you get any GI side effects from it, we're going to stop it. But most of the time they're, they're safe, but there's a lot of fear around ingredients. There's a lot of fear around GMOs. There's a lot of fear about things that people don't know how to pronounce. And sometimes they're just freshness or it's a vitamin or, you know, so I think yeah. that the more that we put that fear out there, yeah. people, the more they limit what they can eat and they can't sustain this box here. When yeah. we focus on eating more quality for ourselves at 80-20, 20% of the time, whatever we're including, whether it's helping for our mental health, it's helping because it's something we, we enjoy, that's going to be balanced versus shifting from one extreme to the next extreme, to you know, and you're just going to be yo-yoing back and forth. Um, the one thing, especially during the holidays, there was no need for me. My grandma, I love my grandma's like plain cake, and my brother made it. And I ate more pieces than maybe I intended to. But again, for me, making that cake lighter or healthier is not the same because the memory is tied to the fact that my grand that's my grandma's recipe. So I'm not going to do that because food is more than just fuel all the time. Food does keep us alive, but food is, is memory, it's relationships, it's culture. Um, so there are things that we want to have for balance in our in our lives and we can do that because i'm not eating my grandma's cake every week for six weeks that's right <laughs> i mean if we all ate 
I'm almost said like normal people. I'm not even sure what that means. But if we, I'll give you, for instance, we get um, those packages of food that you cook, but it's a specific meal, like 600 calories. Mm -hmm. Hello Fresh, I think is the name of it. Yes. Yep. The beauty of it is there's no leftovers. There's just enough for two people. Mm -hmm. And the problem is sometimes, wow, that was great. I want more. Oh, there isn't any more. <laughs> but see, if we were taught at an early age, for instance, eat until you're full, whether it's the first bite or the last bite, but don't get the seconds and the thirds every time. If you want seconds once in a while, fine. We tend as humans to go overboard on everything. You know, and then we complain about, geez, I, I can't work out because I don't feel good or I'm too fat. And I'm not talking about obese because obese is, they finally figured out, hey, guess what? It's a disease. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Disease. Yep. But I'm talking about the people um, who will sit there and they'll sit there, and I've done it, stuff your face with potato chips, watching TV, eat candy, you know, forget Halloween. From Halloween to the end of the year was my disaster time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give me both. Give me you both. buy enough candy for the neighborhood and nobody shows. Well, somebody got to eat this. Somebody's got to eat it. I got candy, a bowl of candy upstairs that kids haven't eaten yet that I keep staring at that I'm trying to ignore. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know and then you go to the gym. You don't have the energy to go to the gym. And then you do a half ass workout every day and you don't understand why you're not going forward. So mm -hmm. you quit. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You? Right. It, they start January 1st, January 2nd, and you don't see them after March because of that. Yeah. Hugh, you're going to jump in? Yeah. Um, I, I always believe that uh, we can train our, our stomachs, you know? So yeah. if you're for, say, a month, a month time and you're just, you're eating, you're just eating one portion um you know breakfast lunch and dinner with some things in between you kind of get used to like how much food you're eating and how much food you almost need so you can train your stomach and your mind based on that so if i am sitting down and i'm eating i'm eating chips there's like a cutoff yeah like in my mind somewhere there's yep. a cutoff somewhere that is like yeah i already had enough i'm just gonna tie the bag back and yep, put it away and put it away. <laughs> and then um, with me personally with working out, um, I work out six days a week. Um, so I can pretty much eat whatever I want. Sure. Um, because when I am working out, I'm trying to go harder than anybody else that's mm -hmm. there. Yeah. With Jackie included, I'm trying to go harder than Jackie. That's, that's, that's a tough train to catch. <laughs> and so so that's yeah so that's a high that's a high bar right yeah so that's why i feel like i could eat pretty much anything yeah. i want and i don't take i don't take a lot of supplements um last year i just started uh pre-workout i might do protein um here and there if i remember and only you don't you don't take you don't do a lot of uh, that see i'm surprised by that because i figured you guys especially you hugh would be on protein and supplements and vitamins and vitapacks or whatever um, no. to be able to maintain what you're doing no so i just i like to defy the odds that's me that's what gets me going <laughs> okay he has a really um good uh 
chef in the house that that bakes oh yeah stuff. yeah ramsey you know. is great right <laughs> um, you also have to put genes in there you also have good genes yeah well it's <laughs> funny though because you think about that too and i think that um, if you put two people together from the same family, if you're doing different things, though, not eating the same way, not getting this, the right amount of sleep, you know, limiting alcohol, uh, getting the right amount of nutrition, your bodies will look completely different, which is so environment, definitely. <laughs> Genes do play a role. I never would say they wouldn't. Um, but environment is huge. Um, and, work, and work ethic. And so, work ethic. You know, because yeah. me and my siblings look totally different, like body composition. Just mm -hmm. because I go that much harder. But the funny thing is, is that Hugh and I, and this is just the impact of environment, have similar body types. We, our environment is the same. But well, I wouldn't say that we all. You're living in the same house has that effect. Yeah, that's a synergistic effect. It's, it's funny. Before my wife, my wife is a retired teacher. She retired about a year and a half ago. I would say I'm going down to exercise. You give me the face. <laughs> and I, I said, "Well, why don't you know? Why don't you walk? Walk? Where am I going? Going to walk around up there? Now, she exercises six days a week. She does Zumba. She does stretching. She does all cardio. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing. And she's walking all over the place. She can outwalk me anytime. Yeah. And I just laugh how things switch in the mind. And that's what you need." To keep it constant, yeah. And you so don't Bob, know where to come. Does, you don't does know. she go? Does your wife go to like a Zumba class, or she does it at home? She, well, she does right now. That it's, it's just at home, but she, she would go to two or three different out, outside Zumba classes. I think um, that's what changed. The same, the same teacher for a long time, so she has the social aspect of it. Yes. You know, me, I work out in my basement. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yep, funny thing yeah. is, I, and when you get Medicare, some of the programs have um, what they call silver sneakers, mm -hmm. free memberships. So I immediately, as soon as I went on Medicare, I went over to uh, what used to be Bally's and now it's 24 hour fitness. And I signed up. I was all excited. I haven't been there yet. And that's a year and a half ago. <laughs> but I work out. I, I do work out. You know, I'm, I've been thinking, you know. I think I'm going to get out of the house more. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, I haven't. I keep thinking I don't do on that, but at least I haven't stopped working out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah sorry, Jason. I know you asked about a, a diet, so we can segue back to oh yeah, yeah. diets. Um, the biggest one more recently that has been a little controversial was the uh, carnivore diet. Um, <laughs> The liver king popularized it because he was saying, you know, you just eat meat basically and you get all this protein and you're going to look just like me. And come to find out this man was on steroids. So you will not look like him. Oh, wow. you, just eat, you will probably be constipated and sad and tired. Um, you, you will lose weight, though, if you're only eating meat because think about it. You're only eating X amount of calories and you'll get fuller faster from the protein, from the fat in what you're eating. Um, but yeah, so steroids were a big uh, part of his recipe for that. Um, keto is still popular. I would say I went to battle my comments on one of my TikToks actually with someone um, about 
the ketogenic diet. And and again, to each their own, sometimes it can be a nice uh, jump start. So somebody starting right now, they could start by reducing their carbohydrate intake pretty significantly. Uh, it may affect their performance in the gym, but what it does is, so when you cut out a whole food group, especially carbohydrates, carbohydrates hold on to water. So your initial weight loss is water weight, but it's gonna look pretty drastic. Um, the interesting thing is there's been studies to where they'll compare the keto diet to a regular calorie restriction. The keto diet takes off first, but then at the end of the day, they end up in the same place. Wow. It also depends on consistency with the program because at the heart of all of it, it's a calorie deficit. You're putting yourself in a calorie deficit or a restriction that is supporting gradual weight loss. But because people don't love that most of the time we want to look at a half to two pounds a week at the most, they want to lose it the possible. So they'll go on those plans that are marketed as, you know, lose 30 pounds in six weeks, lose, you know, 18 inches. And like, they're very extreme. And there's a reason because they're going to put you either on a very extreme exercise regimen, probably not enough calories or both. And then you'll lose the weight. That's why you can't stick with it because it's going to be difficult when life does happen. Work gets busy. You can't follow that plan. You can't afford those meals anymore. What did you learn to apply yourself? Right. Um, now, what would you say um, would be like, I've been trying to stick to a 20, 25 gram, um, milligram, gram, whatever, um, carbo a day. Because I, I really wanted to make sure that the A1C came back to normal. But uh, it, it, somebody who, you know, I'm not as active as I should be, but I do work out. You know, I go up and down. I'm in a townhouse, so I go up and down you know, flights of stairs all the time. What would you say that would be a normal amount of carb intake above that 25? Yeah, so typically we'll stick to... 30 to 75 grams per meal. And that would be individualized on, on the person. Also, we could go as low as 15, but it depends on what medications or if they're on insulin. So in your case, not being on any, you could do as low as 15 grams a meal, but I would not go under like 120 grams a day, somewhere between 120 and 150. But think about where that's coming from. So it's not just, you know, all bread or all candy. You're getting fruit. You're getting vegetables, you're getting yogurt, you're getting a variety of food that also can give you protein and calcium and other micronutrients, potassium, magnesium. You know, think about that. Think about what the carbs for you would be more higher in fiber. And I would say the same thing for someone who's trying to lose weight is if we can get in those carbohydrates that are also higher in fiber, that's gonna help us feel fuller longer. That's gonna help our blood sugar that's going to help our cholesterol. That's going to keep us regular. There's a lot of, it's good for our gut. You know, it's all, all going to tie in there, but complete avoidance, really reducing it. But I totally understand where you came from because that's very scary to be told. Like you now have diabetes. Sorry. Like, you know, Yeah, no, it, it, it's amazing what fear will do for you. <laughs> but I, I, You know, it's funny as weird as this can sound. I am very grateful that it happened. It turns out I had a, a kidney issue back in in January of last year, and I was on uh, steroids for six weeks. Okay. And doctor, I can't blame the doctor. He did say certain things were going to happen. One is a possibility 
of the A1C going up. But I stopped taking the uh, steroids like in April. This was September when he said this. And I also have a cardiologist. I actually have two. I'm special. Yeah. And he said, when I was telling him what was going on, he goes, well, you remember that you had the steroids in the spring? I went, yeah. He goes, it's probably residual. I went, oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> but it didn't stop, you know, my old, the old me would have gone, oh, good. I can go back and have ice cream. No. Yeah. I like what it has done to my body. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that I'm wearing 34 pants, not 36, 38 pants. Mm-hmm. And I have energy. So that's what keeps me going. I'm yes. not trying to become a bodybuilder because I don't have that kind of body. You know, you, you go to the gym and you see these guys that walk around like this, right? And showing off their bodies. And, and I hear people going, that's what I want to look like. Good luck. You don't know what he's doing besides weightlifting, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it's it's almost a good segue into. I was thinking, I was sitting here thinking about um, how you know, Jack. You do a lot of content on macros and micros and meal prep, mm-hmm. and you, you you both are are very um, religious about getting that done each and every week. And I I've done the whole meal meal prep meal plan thing. Um, after a while, to me it. It, it just it's very to me it's t- very time consuming um so what are your tips and tricks when it comes to getting the right macros and micros and meal prep and and that taking that lifestyle change and applying it absolutely um so i would say first working with a certified coach a registered dietitian someone who could help guide you with a plan um other than that i would say for me a lot of times I'll make a plan for the week in my mind, like two proteins, two vegetables, two starches. And that's what I will start with for the main meal. And then make sure I have things like, I just recently found a cottage cheese I enjoy, which I'm very excited about. Um, but like yogurt, vegetables, fruit, cut things up ahead of time so that you have them. Because I can tell you, vegetables will rot in our fridge if I don't cut them up first. <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah. Like too much work to cut up a pepper or a cucumber and take it with me if it's already there. Like yesterday, we had a leftover veggie platter, and Hugh and I just had it in a side with our our dinner and didn't even think twice about the vegetables. We had double, maybe even triple the amount of vegetables in, and we were satisfied with what we had. And that's the idea of those types of high volume, low calorie items added into the plan. They add those micronutrients, but also can help you feel fuller longer. Um, but I would say that's my biggest thing is I will plan those two meals essentially. And then we can alternate them through the week. I try to do that on Sunday, most of the time, um, for breakfast, if we did like overnight oats, or we had even we'll take like bagel and peanut butter and a protein shake, and that will be sufficient to carry us through to the next meal. I usually take the prepped meal with me to lunch because of my work schedule. I'm home to have dinner. And then Hugh takes it with him in the evening since he works in the evening hours so are you, are you guys still measuring out all of your your nutrients and the food that you're intaking i do that for the main meal um but yeah. let's say i don't have the opportunity to do this i do something to it's the plate method essentially so if you divide your plate completely in half half your plate would be non-starchy vegetables about the size of a deck of cards for your protein and then about a fistful for your starch so mm. i will do that as well so that ends up being roughly about two cups of vegetables then your protein, and then your your baked potato or your cup of rice, whatever you end up putting there. 
Um, so then I could pretty much estimate where that would be without weighing and measuring when we were in a crunch. And I was going to ask you, do you find it difficult to, to, to stick to the regimen or to be able to prep your meals going, you know, working in the evening and, and having a different schedule than a nine to five? Not really. Uh, Jackie does a, a real good job. Um, so then I kind of get used to, I work till like 11 at night. So I kind of get used to what time I, I'm starting to get hungry. No, oh, okay. So it's, it's usually somewhere between like seven and eight, and that's fine because I'm up till twelve thirty anyways. Okay. Uh, I can yeah, but it's it's not too bad because you know because of Jackie and uh, Jackie. Um, just I think this is the question that people want to hear your answer to. Um, how many carbs did you put me on when we did our macro? Oh, you were at over 300, 325. Wow. 325. I didn't gain weight. No, but your calorie needs are like 30. 30 Yeah, your calorie needs are way more than the normal human. And everybody's is very individualized, but my carbs, I started at 240. And I will say more recently, I had upped them to like 250, 260, because if I'm doing a double workout or if I, I'm going to need this, and I, I know there's some days, and that's where having a flexible carbon fat goal is nice because there are some days I might want more and some days I might want less, but keeping my calories equated is going to help me stay on track. What, what kind of carbs are you eating? Because I didn't hear you say, yeah, well, I'll have a you know a gallon of ice cream and I'll have four pounds of pasta. <laughs> Exactly. No. And so uh, uh, big on baked sweet potatoes, brown rice, quinoa, bananas. Uh, we do bagels. Uh, it helps me in the morning to like not be a dead person at work after the workout. Um, you know, uh, whole wheat bread. We do naan. We do. Uh, actually, I love these low carb tortillas and I'm not again. So this is another thing. I'm not going to say, oh, you need to eat these low carb tortillas. But I stumbled upon them at Costco like seven grams of protein, eight grams of fiber, and they're delicious. They don't taste like cardboard. So it's a great way for me to get in some fiber. I love those for breakfast burritos or just like roll it up with peanut butter for a snack. Um, we do Greek yogurt. Um, I love popcorners. So I have popcorners. I take them with me, you know, a bag from Costco. These are things, Cheez-Its. We, we enjoy Cheez-Its every once in a while and have them in the, but that's again, the balance. Like, and if I want ice cream for me, I usually will want to do something like a Yasso bar or something that's already pre-portioned because I know that I could sit there with the ice cream and spoon out more than I want. Yeah, so, I don't take it out of the box or start right, eating. So, Let's so start eating. Make the conscious decision for something that might be a trigger for me to yeah. have it in a way that I can have it and move forward um, or make some of our own treats like energy bites with protein powder and uh, honey and and dark chocolate chips, you know, trying to find some different ways. Oatmeal, oatmeal is a big um, staple too for our carbs. So now, are are you guys on a regimen of like eating every two hours, or do you eat when you're hungry, or how do you how do you break up the day? Um, per, I typically will eat more frequently than he does, I believe. Um, but I'll have a breakfast, and then I'll have second breakfast, and I'll have lunch. And then I'll have a snack and then I'll have dinner typically. Um, but sometimes I'm not hungry or sometimes I'm busy during the day. So I miss 
my snack and then I'll have dinner and a snack later. So I really just listen to how I'm feeling. Um, when I am tracking, I will pre-log a lot. So if I pre-log dinner, pre-log things that I know that I'm going to have, you can always delete it if you don't, but that allows me to see where I'm at. So I'm not just stuck eating, trying to get in 80 grams of protein at eight o'clock at night. What do you mean by pre-log? So in my log, let's say dinner. So when I make the, when I plan out the dinners, if I'm doing a really strict macro meal, I will weigh it out. So we'll know that this amount of meal altogether is X amount of grams and a 320 gram portion is this. So I'll have that in my recipe in my app and then I'll add that to what I'm already going to have for the day. Okay. I know I'm always going to have that because I already made it for the week. So that's where I will pre-log it into whether it's my fitness pal or chronometer or whatever you use. So then I also know what I'm working with. Same thing when it was like Christmas parties or I wanted to have a piece of cake or I knew that we were having something, I would pre-log to the best of my ability that ahead of time. So again, I know what I'm working with for the rest of the day. When I used to pick Tay up from <laughs> gymnastics and I knew sometimes she would want to go to Dairy Queen, I already knew what my small cone with vanilla or uh, vanilla with rainbow sprinkles was going to be. So I would pre-log that on the day, knowing that this is already in here because I'm not going to miss it. Because I also didn't want to be the the parent that's like, oh, well, I can't have that. Especially with a gymnast in the car who does benefit from these extra calories, who needs to understand that balance and that food freedom, especially in a sport like that, where weight is still scrutinized. I think it's better, but you know, image is a thing, you know, there's a lot of people and, and different conversations out there. So you don't want to be the one fueling that restrictive fixed mindset. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, to kind of bring this back around, because it's a lot of great information and, you know, people are going to kind of dive into this, but uh, I'll ask, I, I got one question for Jackie, one question for Hugh, Jackie, the, for people that want to get started, they want to get started in a healthier lifestyle, that holistic approach. What's their best first step going into the rest of this year? I would say having the downloading an app to track and start to track what you're doing right now. See where you're at for three weeks in terms of the quality of your diet, the calories you're consuming, because we're not likely exponentially gaining weight. We are likely stagnant. And that would at least give you a good understanding of what your maintenance calories are at the moment, including the weekend. So not like, you know, sticking to this plan during the week and then pretending like the weekend doesn't happen, whether it's alcohol, it's, it's social gatherings, trying to be as honest with yourself as possible will give you a good starting point. Um, and then if you want to dive in, you know, even again, think about the plate method, adding more vegetables to your meals, half your plate vegetables making sure you're having a fruit or a vegetable with each meal. You know, that's just very simple things that they can add in over time and be consistent with. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, you, I, wanted, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, going back to the whole injury thing and coming back from an injury, what, what's your, your best direction on, you know, how slow do you get back into it? Do you just start with cardio or, you know, especially for somebody that may be, they were used to, to lifting weights and, and or doing HIT, um, but they're worried about a shoulder or a knee or a hip or, you know, something like that. All right. So when you're out, um, make sure you're working on what hurts, like, oh, yeah, gaining, yep. you know, like a lot of stretching and working mm -hmm. on your flexibility and your mobility. 
mm-hmm. that was huge for me just you know expanding that and that was like one of the only methods that i used during my time out and like especially especially stretching yeah it's important to stretch we don't you know a lot of people don't do stretching as much as they need to some people do it before some people do it before and after some people do it after but some people don't do it at all right but and i was like one of those people that just did it a little bit just before now i know i need to like increase my time because that's when the injuries start to occur that was probably one of the and bad technique Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's and not to cut you off, but that was one of the best things I learned in the last couple of years was making sure because, you know, I it, at almost fifty years old, it takes a little longer to get going, and mm-hmm. and especially working out in the morning, it it takes. Uh, Bob's laughing because I'm a young guy to he tells me all the time. Children, um, right, there. right. But uh, well, here's 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 the equation too, which is it, it, the funny part is so my wife is ten and a half years younger than me. So she could come down and get going, just go choop, and, and get in the workout. Me, I'm like, ah, hang on. I got, I got to lengthen things out here a little bit. Otherwise this is going to, this is not going to be good. It's um, true. And I think you, but you said it, you know, flexibility, mobility, you know, strength, you know, not strength, thing, but stretching everything out, knowing you, mm-hmm. I think is the biggest thing. Um, and that way you avoid hurting yourself. <laughs> I agree. Uh-huh. So All right. like, like my shoulder, I, I've been doing a lot of band things for my shoulder. Okay. And now I can do like almost anything that I can. I can do almost anything <laughs> that I want. <laughs> Ramsey's but, making appearance. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I can do almost anything that I want, but I still feel it a little bit, but yeah. my range is a little bit better. Gotcha. He did it's though. Tough. He went to put his bag behind us while we were driving today when he grabbed something out and hit me right in the head so his he's working on that range of motion um it stopped right where my head head was i didn't stretch it <laughs> stretch it <laughs> oh we're ready uh, um but no yeah ramsey's trying to build up his followers again so <laughs> you see him? make an appearance <laughs> that's but awesome there is there's a lack of uh a lack of knowledge out there with, you know, nutrition that we, like Bob said, we never learned about while growing up and it can go hand in hand with like finances. Yes. Things like, you know, you can put fitness and, you know, and financial in the same sentence almost with anything. Cause you need to like figure out what you want. You need to make goals. You need to, budget your time make you know you, there's a lot yep. of comparisons between the two yeah Absolutely. yeah for sure um this is all great stuff and like i said it's been a, a lot of information um but you, you know if you're watching this this uh, podcast or you know you're watching it down the road feel free to reach out to jackie and hugh they, they'd be i'm sure happy to answer questions that you have jackie does a lot of content for metabolic gym of, of course um, but you know, going into 2023 and beyond, um, you know, take that holistic approach, change your mindset, uh, understand that you can put things off and keep putting them off, but then they fester bigger problems, yeah. especially if you already have certain, certain things. Absolutely. I think they also have to understand why they're doing what they're doing, whether it's diet. 
yeah. change, I hate that word dieting, changing their diet, their program, working out. Because if you don't have the reason why, what's going to happen is what happens to every gym across the nation. It's packed in January and early February and at night. But if you go there March, in the middle of March at two in the afternoon, and nobody in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, reason why it's important. Your motivation, your your reason is got to be big and important to you. Whether, like you said, something that might scare you at first, but but something that there's a bigger reason than something on the surface, and it has to be important to you, not to someone else or how you look to someone else. It's yeah. for you because that's going to keep you going. That is going to drive the ship forward and seeking out the right help, um, the right support system whether it's your friend, your spouse, it's it's a coach, it, it's getting someone to also be in your corner that's invested in it for you, that you're you're working together to that that end goal. Yeah, don't yeah, be afraid don't be afraid to try new things because new things ends up becoming older things, you know. So then you have room to make newer things that you can achieve. So like I get home from work late, late. And um, I, for many years, I made the excuse that I couldn't work out because Jackie wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm going to sleep after midnight every day. But for the past year and a half, I've been waking up early at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. But that was my excuse. Oh, yeah. That was my excuse. Uh, that's easy to make us. I, 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 for years, you know, I would, I would work out at Planet Fitness, but I'd work out because I was working three to 11, you know, in the, in the afternoon, you know, I'd go to the gym at 11 AM or, you know, somewhere around maybe 1 PM before I went to work, but then hours changed or whatever. And, and the only time that I really had time to work out was early in the morning. And I kept saying, there is no way that I'm getting up at 5 AM to go work out. I can't do it. But once you get into the routine and it's part of the yeah. day and, and you're getting good sleep, you're getting good rest. So when you get up at 5 a.m., it's easier to get going. Um, so it is possible. Uh, my wife even used to say the same thing. She goes, I, I don't know if I could do that. Now she does it every day because she she has the need. There's there's no other hours in the day to get it in. And if she waits until three or four in the afternoon, she'll get busy with the kids or, or whatever might be going on and won't, won't do it. So she recognized that, well, 5 a.m. is it because that's the only hour of the day that it's going to happen. Yeah, it's peaceful. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, with our group fitness, too, like you have your friends there. So you have your your people that you're going to see and you're going to work out with. And when you're not there, we're, you're texting each other like, hey, why aren't you here? We're, what's going on? Um, yeah, so same thing with you coming back today. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he's back. <laughs> yeah. So, you can meet, yeah, you can meet some people for the better that could change your life. You never know. You know? Yeah, 100%. Guys, I, I thank you for, for jumping on today. We've gone, well, we're just short of an hour. So it's a great conversation full of a lot of great information. Um, you know, they, they have their, their handles up there for their, for their Instagrams. Um, but, you know, feel free to reach out to them, reach out to us, drop a comment, leave a comment on the, on the podcast and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll connect, connect everyone and, and see, uh, what, what questions can be answered. Um, but with that, again, I, I thank you both for, for jumping on here at the, the beginning of the year and, and, and talking about something that's truly very important. Um, and hopefully we can do it again in the, in the near future. Well, thank, thank you for having us. Yeah, part two, three, four, and five. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. Uh,
Awesome. Guys, this is <laughs> guys, this is the At the Coffee Table podcast. Again, like, comment, and share. We'd appreciate it. That's how we're trying to grow this small community. Bob, take it away. As always, be nice, stay safe, and please laugh a lot. 100%. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Talk next time. Everybody take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great day. <laughs>